Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode on the Becoming the Trader podcast. I really hope you've been enjoying all of the content that we've been producing lately. So we've had a lot of feedback recently and you wanted to see a lot more of those. So that's exactly what we're going to give you. And I know you've been taking a lot of value from hearing about people's stories within the community that inspire you, motivate you, and really just push you to where you need to go. So joined with me today, which I'm very, very grateful to have on the podcast, Mr. Connor Ferguson. So a bit of an intro on Connor. So Connor's been in Falcon from, you know, the very early stages. And I've personally seen his progression and his growth, which has been honestly incredible to see. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to get into parts of his journey as I know he's going to offer lots of tips, lots of key things that he's doing that's really increased his performance to get to where he is and trading the capital that he's trading today. So Connor, how's everything going your end? Very, very good. Thanks, Mark. Um, first off, thank you very much for inviting me onto the podcast. Um, it's going to be a great chat and a good conversation and hopefully um, the listeners take a lot of value from it. So I'm excited. Yeah, likewise. No, really, really pleased to have you on the podcast. Um, I think a good place to start just for those that maybe don't know who you are, give them a bit of an insight into you know your kind of trading career so far. When did you start um, and where you're based and things like that? Yep. So I actually started uh, trading the stock market before I ever jumped into foreign exchange. Um, and I was trading the stock market with little to no success at all. Um, I was actually trading a signal service type style um, algorithm at the time. Um, and then I came across um, foreign exchange and really, yeah, just really honed in on that and became much more, uh, I guess, fast flowing for me in terms of trading it versus stocks um, felt like I could get in and out within you know a couple of days couple of weeks rather than holding long-term to medium term stocks um, or a stock portfolio and so foreign exchange was just it just caught me um, it just it, I guess it worked better for me and so I've been trading the foreign exchange or, or at least learning the foreign exchange market um, now for over five years uh, the first two to three years were more so uh, support and resistance based. Um, again, was having trouble trying to break that break even, trying to break the consistency, um, and having some success. Um, I just couldn't. I just couldn't break that consistency. So for me, I came across Falcon from actually Jake Andrew. Um, he recommended it to me. He knew that I was getting a little bit frustrated with a strategy that I was. Uh, utilizing at the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, look, jump onto Falcon, have a look at the introductory webinar and, and see what you think. And then, yeah, from, from, from there on out, it's been uh, really, really great. Absolutely loving it. The style, the strategy suits me as a person um, and the community is just fantastic. Oh no, that's, that's awesome. Great introduction. And I think um, one thing I want to ask is always uh, curious for me uh, personally. I mean, what, what was your initial sort of uh, reaction and thoughts when you joined the community? You know, you've seen it evolve from now. What, what did you what did you kind of think when you know you went from a particular style that you had some success but you're a bit frustrated and things like that wanted to adopt a slightly different style was it something that was um, quite shocking to you or did you think oh, did you resonate with it straight away yeah I definitely resonated with the strategy but I'll, I'll admit it definitely took me a lot longer than I thought it would to transition mm -hmm. um, I had to lot I had to learn a lot of uh, things that I had been taught for two to three years before that. Um, so it definitely took me a lot longer to almost unlearn that um, and focus solely on this Falcon style and strategy. Um, but I mean, I joined when I think it was close to, it was probably just under a hundred members at the time. Okay. Um, yeah. And so at the time when I joined, it was just the four hour live webinars and there wasn't really too much else 
um, to sort of get my hands on and dig into. But I mean, seeing the progression, seeing the growth of the community, what you guys continually, continually put out in terms of content, I mean, it's grown just immensely. Um, the value is now just insane. Um, and there's so much content for the guys and the girls in the community to get their hands on. It's, it's brilliant. It's good to see. No, that's that's awesome. It's 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 a great it's a great you know it's a crazy experience to kind of know that you was there at the early stages. And what I think is really important is resourceful. You know, you had the the content there at that time, which is essentially all the content you have now, and you know, kind of formatted in different ways. And of course, the strategy evolves, and it's not a one time static thing. And I think that's the thing you've probably realised yourself, right? That trading isn't this one time static course, and that's not what you should be searching for. Because that's not yes. how, that's not how you're going to succeed as a trader. Because the market evolves. Take NFP for example. If we were to take you know a, a static course, well, four years ago it would have stated most likely, and I would agree with it that don't trade into NFP. Just leave that alone. It's high impact news, etc. You can be whipsawed in and out. Well, that's changed, and the market will keep changing only slightly. But you need to be aware of it, and that's how I've seen the super highly successful traders how they really, really increase their high performance. It's by knowing little details like that and really just understanding that as the market evolves, you have to evolve. So to learn just one thing and think that's absolute, you know, things evolve, the strategies evolve. Uh, touching on that, how have you found the evolution of the Falcon strategy? Of course, the Falcon strategy is still exactly the same, but there's always been, you know, tiny little elements that have, you know, evolved it and improved it. How have you found that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've definitely noticed, I mean, I've evolved as the trader and as a person going through this whole process as well. Um, and this journey, I've evolved as a person and a trader. And I've seen it within the community as well. The guys and girls I've talked to on calls, I've seen them evolve as a trader. Um, and I've seen you evolve as a trader as well. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to, again, like you said, being in touch with the market, how things change at the time. Again, there's nothing that is major or drastically changing, but they do evolve. The market does evolve over time. You can start, you can see, start to see certain patterns evolve um, that play out more often than not, that never really had too much um, success rate. So obviously expanding wedges is something that I've noticed that are, have come into our trading uh, a lot recently and something that is ever evolving as well. So I think through backtesting, um, that has helped me understand how the markets change and I adapt to that. A hundred percent. And what you mentioned there with expanding, expanding formations, expanding wedges, etc. you notice that the reason why we're able to pick up on those things before they happen. So for example, we're not waiting six months and then saying, right, let's take a look back at the data. Oh, that was interesting. You know, expanding wedges now higher uh, performing higher. How do we actually pick that out before it happens? That really does come from an obsession with forecasting, really being in tune with the market. You don't do that by accident. That's deliberate. And it's yeah. the things that we do over and over again each week, the same process is how we do that. And I think this would be a good point to ask the first sort of question that I'd like to ask your way, Connor. And that really comes down to your processes, your routines. How would you say that your, you know, your daily routine habits are? Is there any particular processes that, that you do that maybe people with the listeners can take some value from and maybe implement themselves? Yeah, my process, again, has definitely evolved over time. And it's something I've refined, um, not only having refined that or taking th those things on board myself, but having um, 
input from other traders. So understanding what other what works for other traders and utilizing some of that into my own process and my own structure um, and just taking the things that work and the things that don't. So really it's, it's, it's kind of testing those little things over time, seeing the benefits to them and seeing the, uh, seeing what doesn't work. So for me, I know that a high, there's a high correlation between, and I'm sure you've, you've seen it in your own process as well. But for me, I I've seen that there's a high correlation between my morning routine and how well I perform during the day. 100%. So if I have a great morning routine, which I've again, evolved over many, many years, um, I've now got it to the point where I wake up and this is what I do as well. I wake up and I rate myself out of 10. So how inspired am I when I wake up and how inspired I am when I go to bed? So if I'm below a five, when I wake up in the morning, there's something either during the night or sorry, the night before that I haven't done or my day, the previous day hasn't been as great or hasn't been as productive. That normally seems to be from a correlation between how well I perform during my process, my morning routines, my daily habits, um, and, and how I wake up. So that for me, a morning routine is so, so crucial. Uh, I, I love that. Do you know why? Because everything is a process and, and I like what you've done there with the, the rating it, you know, if it's below five, etc. cetera. Uh, the reason as to why is because you can, you know, reverse that and then take a look. Well, hold on a minute. Why do I feel like a, a five or why do I feel like a four waking up in terms of inspiration and things like that? Let me just track back because most people won't even remember what they've done yesterday. They will only think about a, what, what they might be doing today. And you might think, why would you go backwards? Well, sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards. And if you can look at that and think, well, hold on a minute. What I normally do is I normally revisit my goals and I just take a, a scan for 10 minutes and I reread my short-term goals my medium-term goals, and my longer-term goals. There might be a habit that you have, for example. And then you'll probably find a direct correlation that the next morning you woke up as a four or a five or a six or whatever it is, and you realize, oh, well, I didn't do the thing that actually inspires me because it goes to what exactly what you said there. The subconscious brain is a supercomputer. The best time to be inspired in the morning is what you do the night before. So that's why you plan your next day the night before. That's why you reread your goals the night before because subconsciously it starts blueprinting. What a coincidence. You wake up feeling like a nine or a 10, feeling super yeah. inspired, you're more productive and you actually start achieving your goals. So uh, exactly. I, I like that process that you got. And look, it's, it's finding the balance as well. I think finding the balance through structure, you know, systemizing, systematizing your energy um, for full balance is, is something I'm very big on at the moment. Um, again, the energy is, is me waking up above five. You know, that is the energy. I want to be in that positive energy as much as possible throughout the day. Um, you know, systematize my life to optimize my, myself, basically. And, and how, how have you found, how do you protect your energy? I think this is something that nobody talks about that much, but how do you mm. put, because language, you know, I'm big on language. You're probably exactly the same. How have you found, yeah. have you found any ways that you've protected your energy? Yeah, I think it's, it's just being aware of, again, your environment. I think who you surround yourself with, the language that you use on a daily basis, the structure and the processes that you utilize within any given day um, to really perform at your best. That to me is, is how I control my energy. Um, it, it's things that, uh, I've noticed where, you know, if I, if I, and it comes down to trading and it relates heavily to trading as well. You know, if I'm in a negative mindset or I, if I approach trading in the wrong way where let's say, for instance, let's take, uh, you're hungover, you're, you've got hangover, right? Mm -hmm. I know that from previous data, I don't perform well. It, I make, you know, silly trades or I rush positions when I shouldn't be, or I don't stick to my plan. I know that that happens. I know that 
there. So for me, it's, it's, it's being in that positive energy as best as I can um, and being aware when things aren't going so well. So I have removed myself from if it's trading or if it's training, whatever it is, I remove myself from it and try to get myself back in that energy before then approaching the markets or approaching my, my routine or approaching my trading session um, again. Nice, nice. So it's awareness, self-awareness. I think that's a really important thing to just really briefly touch on. I think this idea, you know, this idea of thinking that everything's just going to be a smooth, straight road all the time is still in people's minds, no matter what you tell them. This is the thing. Yeah. We can say these cliche things all the time about, look, things take time, have to be patient. People will, you know, the logic side of the brain will say, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then the emotional side of the brain will say, why am I not there yet? Right. So we have to work on our internal for that external to be able to deal with that. You know, we don't think yeah. logically all the time, you know, we have a big emotional side of our brains. So it's very, very important to reflect and not be so hard on yourself all the time when you're not in the position that you wish to be. And progression is consistently overlooked. We never look yeah. at our progression. We always look at what we're not. We need to look from within and start realizing, well, where was you five months ago? Five months ago, you knew nothing about Forex, for example. Now you know a lot. You know, might not be consistent yet, but what are you asking yourself? You know, It's like opening a business and expecting that to be you know, profitable in the first five months. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, that, that's true. And, and learn and condition yourself to enjoy the pain as well. Yes. Enjoy, enjoy those troubling times or those hard times or those testing or challenging times because when you really do become successful, you look back and you reflect on those times. And there's some of the, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for those times. There are some of the times where I've grown as a person. Um, probably, yeah, I mean, those times are, are more powerful than some of my successes, I'll, I'll admit. 100 percent, and and how good does that feel and i can can totally resonate on that level right would you look back because i know i wouldn't would you look back and and look at those bad times and think oh we shouldn't have them absolutely not yeah, exactly no, no way exactly and and you learn to love them and then what starts to happen is you start to associate a, a good connotation towards things like pain struggle because you think oh that's just another building block that's going to be amazing when I break through that. And then I'm going to have another one of those moments where I'm looking back thinking, do you know what? I'm so, I'm so grateful I actually experienced that because look, this is the person I am. It shapes your character, character building. Mm -hmm. I think we need to develop more of a, a good connotation towards these things because that's how yeah. success is built. And I mean, touching on that area there, have you found any struggles, any losing streaks that you had to overcome that shaped you? Have you ever gone through a period where you've kind of consistently been profitable and then gone through a losing streak and you had to overcome it? Yeah. I mean, um, May, May this year, I, I took six losing trades in a row. Um, I was basically rushing the market when the market was in a very corrective um, phase mm -hmm. and I was almost on autopilot. Um, I couldn't take myself out from the market, reassess and refresh myself before approaching it with a more um, conscious mind. I was just purely on autopilot, very, very aggressive, rushing the market and almost just trying to time the bottom and the top of trades, mm. such as Euro Aussie. I mean, I took, I think, four losing trades trying to time Euro Aussie. Um, Euro Kiwi was, was the trade, again, where I took three losses in a row. Um, so like that period for me, although I was somewhat consistent leading up to that, that period for me kind of hit me a little bit, I'll admit. But looking back on that now, again, I grew as a person. I gained much more patience and I understood patience a lot better from that month. 
Um, whereas now that month alone has definitely changed me as a trader because again, I feel much more relaxed now. Um, I, I trade my plan. I don't try and rush things. Um, because again, through back testing and through forecasting and through my results, I've been able to understand and accept that by doing all those things, right. Um, my results will naturally follow that progression. Yeah. So a great outcome is going to be followed firstly by a great process and you stick to that process and, and you understand what that means. Uh, you know, Absolutely. what would be interesting to talk about on that time, because, you know, at that point you're still trading the capital that you're trading. You know, how did you deal with the, the monetary effect of that from a psychological perspective? To be honest, it didn't hit me as much. Um, I, I guess I have grown my, I guess we will call it the wealth thermostat over the years mm -hmm. as I've slowly increased my account. Um, again, I've, I've almost been conditioned on the outside of um, the outside world as well. Um, I, my father, who actually worked in the oil and gas industry for many, many years, um, had I was close to him. So I, I knew, you know, the figures that that company being a huge, huge oil and gas company were, were turning and making and, and putting out in terms of expenses as well. So I was almost conditioned to uh, large sums of money anyway. Um, for me, taking that capital and increasing it over time has definitely got me to a point where even taking six losses in a row doesn't quite affect me, affect me from a monetary figure. It's more so still I'm finding issues with the percentage side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so 6% uh, in a row uh, wasn't uh, easy to swallow, but the, per, the monetary figure was, was no problem at all. Yeah, it's good how you've conditioned that. And I think that happens for every successful trader. You, st you soon start to realize that the money means nothing. The, the, the money means something, but it only means something if you compare it to something. So for example, yeah. you know, uh, if you took, let's say, 50k loss over a series of let's say five trades for example if you're in drawdown of fifty thousand pounds right when you start comparing that and start saying well that could be the price of a car that could be the price of 10 expensive holiday you see what i mean this is what people think when they're not in the space they think about what they can compare it to and that's why we get emotional so this is why the percentage side of things is so important that you don't compare what money you're making because that was one of the biggest things that I'd done wrong as I started to scale my own capital and investment. I would attach my emotions onto things and that was purely because of my you know, humble beginnings because I didn't grow up around things like a lot of capital. I, I was very ambitious and I, and I didn't have too many limiting beliefs because I just knew that I was going to be successful and I practiced you know, self-worth a lot. So I always felt successful before I had success. But the key yeah. thing was realizing that, look, stop comparing what this costs to that because this is a different ball game. This is completely separate. All I'm focusing on here is percentage. So I personally did struggle for a little while, but once I broke through, you just get used to it. You know, you know, I could, I could guarantee you right now, there's so many people, even in the community, traders as a whole, we could give them 10 times more the capital they're trading right now. And even if they're consistent, they'll find a way to fuck it up. And, and, yeah. the, and the reason why they'll do that is because of self-sabotage. And the reason why they have self-sabotage is because they don't practice self-worth. That's something I want to ask you. You know, you're trading, you've had things like your, you know, I know you hit that milestone, which was the six-figure month that you hit. How, how, how long yeah. ago was that, the six-figure month? That was in October, October last year. Yeah, yeah. So w when you had that, how, how have you done and practiced self-worth? So when you experience things like that, that you don't kind of go the other way and think, oh, this is too good to be true. Uh, let's find a way to get rid of it. And then you start not trading your plan. You start hybriding and start adding in other things and you find a way to essentially get rid of it. 
Yeah, it, it comes down to never losing sight of the end goal as well. I think the unwavering self-belief that I had at the time that I knew uh, that I was going to be successful and I was successful at the time. That's what I was reaffirming to myself. I am successful. I am successful. Um, so never never losing that self-belief. I think the you, know, you, you only quit when you lose that self-belief or you only look for certain other styles of trade trading or, or you look for some other aspects to, to focus on when you lose that self-belief. Um, so for me, I've always had that and I've always reaffirmed that to myself so that even through hard times, even through tough times, I know that it's only, it's only going to last, um, you know, a short period in time. So for me, like, again, I think it's also what I've been able to do is almost accept the worst outcome as well. Um, it's a strange story, but I'll tell it anyway. I think I've only told this to one other trader before on a call, but there was a time when I was walking the dog in a park and it was raining and it was at night and the weather was sort of warmish, but it was still raining. And I sat down beside the tree and I just thought, well, what's the worst outcome? Like what can happen? There's, you know, I'm not going to die if I, you know, become homeless, I can still survive. So that in itself eliminated the fear um, of every of ever losing, you know, 1%, 2%, it means nothing. Um, so that accepting the worst outcome for me and having that self belief that I'm going to make it regardless, uh, definitely pushed me through those times for sure. I, I really love that story, mate. And, and, and the reason as to why is that you just literally opened up a, a thought pattern, even for myself, just literally there in the moment, because that's actually how I've coped with things throughout the years. And uh, it's interesting how you put that because I had a similar story, but it was in the Middle East when I saw a lot of poverty and I was, mm. you know, saw people with no legs, it, like, some crazy stuff that you would not wish on anyone. And uh, I think going back to then, I, I, through tough times as well, I used to remind myself of things like that. What, what's the worst that can happen? You know, there's yeah. so many things that can happen, but I know that I can always pick up a book. I can learn. I can work hard. I can work smart. I can be efficient with my time. I can build myself back up. It doesn't matter if I lose this money because I'll find a way to make more money again. Then I'll build myself back up. I can control my thoughts. I can, you know, write my goals down. I can plan. You know, I would. I think accepting that worst outcome, like you said literally just eliminates the fear or reduces it. So it's almost non-existent. And then you just feel content. And then you think, well, I can just go on and succeed sometimes. You know, most people, they're standing in their own way. And when you step out of your own way and realize that you have all the tools here to succeed, you can just do it. And that might seem very vague and simple, but it is. Practice, self-worth, accept the worst outcome. You get rid of the fear and you just keep going, you know? Mm. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. 100% agree. And, and I think, I think that's huge. Um, but touching on, you know, breakthroughs, right? If we, you know, we've, we've spoken about self-worth and things, how they can practice it through, let's say positive affirmation and things like mm -hmm. that. And I think that's the key thing because we want to make sure that when people go on to winning streaks and things that they don't go back and self-sabotage from a lack of self-worth. So that's yes. something I'm really big on, you know, practicing self-worth. And I, um, I think they're going to take a lot of tips to how you do that, but I want to go into breakthroughs now trading plan. How have you found, you know, having your trade, was that one of your big breakthroughs or was there something else that was a breakthrough? That was definitely one of my biggest breakthroughs I've had. Um, so I, I would say the first probably nine to 10 months, um, I was kind of almost lost in what I was actually doing. Mm -hmm. I was spending a lot of time focusing, just looking at price move on the screen and thought I was doing enough work. Um, so 
I didn't have a trading plan in place at that time. I didn't have much back testing or I hadn't done much back testing at the time. And it wasn't until Jake Andrew jumped on board as a coach of mine um, that really gave me that guidance. And he was like, okay, well, let me see your trading plan. I was like, I haven't quite created one. And he's mm. like, well, what are, what are you doing? Like this, this is the foundation to, to how you trade. You, you shouldn't, this will tell you if you're rushing positions, if you're not trading to what you, um, what you've learned. Um, and so for me, trading plan, creating that trading plan was definitely one of the biggest breakthroughs. It eliminated a lot of forcing trades. It eliminated a lot of uh, uh, FOMO and fear of being wrong as well, mm -hmm. because I knew what I had to do and I knew when to execute as well. So for me, again, I've, I'm still going through uh, refining that process and refining that plan as well. And it still constantly evolves. Um, like you said, as the market evolves, my trading plan evolves. So for me, um, you know, the first trading plan I ever did was something like 55 pages long. Mm. And I, everything I knew about how to trade the Falcon strategy, I put it down on paper in a Word document mm. and it grew to 53 pages. And over time, I've managed to refine that where now it's, it's obviously certain key points that I need to still have on paper that remind me what my style and strategy looks like and how to execute. But now it's down to something like 17 pages. Nice. Um, so so for me, trading plan was one of my biggest breakthroughs I've had in my trading journey for sure. And, and I can tell, you know, the, the level of detail that you've got into there to really extract that and then reverse that and think, well, what are the key things I need to focus on there? You know, that's amazing. And I think that what stands out for, what stands out for me for, you know, hyper successful people in Falcon and trades as a whole, including yourself, is the ability to understand that things will forever evolve and get comfortable with that understand that things are not just going to be mechanical for the rest of your life. Things mm. are going to evolve. And isn't it a great feeling? I'd love to ask your you know, thoughts on this. Isn't it a great feeling being comfortable with the fact and knowing that things can evolve? So almost realizing that you're almost never going to be at your end destination and you'll always become a student forever learning, forever evolving. So then you, you almost take away the pressure for feeling like that you have to arrive somewhere that you're on a journey and you just keep improving anyway. That yes. makes sense. It, yeah, absolutely. Again, embrace the chase, um, embrace the chase and be grateful for the growth at all times. Um, you know, I think being able to accept that you're always chasing that end goal, but that you, you know, and you understand that that angle again is always going to uh, evolve over time is, is the fun part. Just embrace that, enjoy the journey, um, learn and experience you as a person and how you grow um, and really be yeah grateful for, for that, for those lessons, for, for the successes, um, because there is, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Um, but ultimately, if you believe in yourself again, if you, self, if you have that self-belief in yourself, that journey is just going to be fun and, and you're going you're gonna to enjoy it. 100%. And, and just touching on that there, just knowing that you're, you're never actually going to get to the exact destination of what you want to be because the goals that you have now for the next five years, once you achieve them, you're then going to have other goals that are going to push you, right? So you're, yeah. you're still always going to push with something, but it's just being content within yourself along the way to truly love it, loving the process, loving the journey. Love Things change. Your goals change. When you arrive at a certain part and you achieve a certain you know, monetary success, for example you'll have that and realize, wow, I can do these things now. I can buy this thing. I can have this. Then the novelty wears off. Then you realize, oh, okay, there's something more. And then you go more spiritual. I find that 
a lot more successful people once they start to incur the first part, which is money, which is why a lot of people get involved in trading, right? Which I understand. Mm. Then it changes. Then it's about other things. You know, the money will just keep coming as a side effect of trading larger capital and growth and things yeah. and processes. You have a great outcome. That's kind of taken care of now. The more money that you trade, the higher percentages that you hit, the money just is there as an outcome. It's a, it's a side effect of having a great process. But then it yes. goes much deeper into things of enjoyment, like surrounding yourself with people, accountability. That's one thing that I want to touch on. How have you found the, the, the community as a whole for things like that? Accountability, you know, meeting people in different parts of the world, meetups, events, things like that. Has that been a big part of your life? Oh, 100%. It's been huge for me. Um, that was ultimately when I came into uh, trading or into the finance world, that's ultimately what I was looking for. I was looking for a community and a network of people that I could almost become friends with and, and you know, communicate with uh, on a regular basis, face to face, and just have that community around me. And so for me, that's something I didn't think I would find mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning stages. But obviously joining Falcon and seeing the community at the time and seeing how much it's grown and, and the, the events that you guys are holding, for me, that's what I really, really love about this community. The, the events, the people within the community um, are, are just fantastic people. You know, they come from all different backgrounds. They have all types of different experiences. And to be able to talk to one person or two people or even, you know, a couple, a group of people at one time and get and to know them and get to know their experiences like that. Um, again, it's just fantastic. It's, it's something that I love and something that I, again, want to, want to continue to do. I want to continue to try and go to as many events as possible, meet as many people as possible face-to-face -face in person. Um, and again, keep, keep these contacts uh, and keep these friendships going. Because that's what it's about, right? That's what it's about. You know, it's not about you becoming the trader and then, you know, right, going to be alone now and just trade successfully by myself. You know, sustainability. You want human interaction. You want to surround yourself with like-minded people that, you know, it's going to come to a point where uh, a group of you in the Falcon community, you know, you create friends, loads of people become friends. You might decide that, look, you've seen each other's growth. You're at a, a particular monetary amount now that you can kind of do what you want within reason. You might decide, oh, right, you know, John or Luke, um, fancy going to New York. Right, yeah, just jump on a flight. We'll go to New York for a couple of days and you don't even have to think about it. That's a very, Amazing. That's a very real, and it's, it's little moments like that that I find the biggest moments, being able to just say, right, uh, let's jump on a flight, business first, whatever it is. The fact that you can just click a finger and say, yeah, let's go. Um, let's go watch a baseball game. Let's go watch a basketball game and do a bit of shopping, you know, have some like-minded conversations. Let's go over our goals. You know, surrounding yourself with those people, I find that infectious. And that's what I love about the community. And that's why I'm personally been striving to build since day one. And I've seen that manifest. You know, it's crazy to think and see even your own growth. You know, you was there from the very beginning. To see what you've done now is insane. And, you know, I'm proud of your growth. I've seen, you know, we've kept in conversation for a long, long time. And I've, it's been an amazing feeling for me to see your growth and see what you've done. And even just the things, the way that you talk, I can tell you've, already, you've evolved so much as an individual. Even from when I spoke to you in Australia, I can see the, <laughs> the improvements like coming and coming. So, no, honestly, and I think that's a true testament to what the listeners can take from this podcast, that if you're truly serious about this and that you're serious about you know, changing your family's life, your life, and these things. You have to practice self-worth. You have to have great processes. You have to protect your energy. Get out of your comfort zone and do the things and set yourself up for success. You literally have all of the tools to do that here. So you can either complain and moan and worry about why you're not where you want to be, or you can do exactly like other successful people, like Connor, that have done, 
and then you get there and just don't put these deadlines and timeframes of when it has to happen for you. So, you know, I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast, guys and girls. And one thing that I want to touch on before we finish up is, Connor, what's the next next chapter for you? What are you going to be doing next? For me, um, I'm actually moving to London in uh, about two, three days from now. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. Again, for me, living at home here in Australia, uh, I was almost feeling like I was becoming maybe a little bit too comfortable in myself. And so... I was finding that that led to a lot of laziness uh, and a lot of procrastination procrastination that was creeping in. And so for me, it was a big decision to move somewhere, change up my environment, give myself another challenge and get out of my comfort zone. And so again, it's, it's how do I surround myself with as many traders as possible face-to-face as well. Mm-hmm. And so London was, was, uh, was the only option at the time. And so, yeah, I, I made the commitment and I'm moving to London. So I'm excited for that. That's going to be a huge step for me. Um, a little bit nervous, but super, super excited to make the move. And, I, and I'm just, I, I can guarantee you, I, I'm going to see the growth from doing so. From getting out of my comfort zone only leads to growth. So for me, that's going to be a huge step. And there's plenty of other goals in the, in the works um, for the next couple of years. Um, for me, I definitely want to scale up my account, uh, trade a lot uh, bigger capital than I'm on at the moment. And then, um, yeah, I'd love to, again, like you just mentioned, having that interaction with other traders and being like, yeah, Luke, John, let's jump on a flight and go to, you know, Monaco or let's go to somewhere else. Let's let's take a week out. That for me was ultimately the goal, um, that freedom. And I I think a lot of traders come into trading with that, that more, it's a deeper drive. The freedom is the deeper drive than trading itself. So for me, um, yeah, that is what I want to utilize and, and, and take advantage of. Um, going forward. Awesome. Uh, honestly, it's going to be, um, you know, welcome to the UK. <laughs> Firstly, well, <laughs> of course you've, uh, you know, you've lived in lots of different parts of the world, so you're going to know it very well, but you know, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome to have you here over, uh, over in London. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be at lots of meetups. Are you coming to the, the London meetup? Yeah. So, so I actually fly in, I arrive on the night of the 15th. Um, so I will be there for the 16th, um, which will be great. I might be a little bit zombie like, but a few <laughs> coffees will, uh, will turn me back to normal. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you some coffees ready on the door. No, 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 no that's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of our biggest meetups, um, today actually. And they just get larger and larger, which is uh, going to be insane. I can't wait to see as many people there as possible. And of course, catch up with yourself. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. But um, no, it, is, honest, it really is going to be an absolute pleasure having you on this podcast. I really appreciate all of these little tiny insights because, you know, it, they may be obvious for yourself, but there's a lot of people that are trying to break through, get to the level and trade the sort of capital that you're trading and grow and things like that. Not realizing that these little things like processes and taking your daily routine very seriously. I think the thing that stuck out to me is the fact that you rate how you're feeling on the day. And that to me is super hyper specific because nobody that's not serious wouldn't do that, right? That shows me someone who really, you know, is looking at every single day, utilizing the day and actually really valuing their time because you wouldn't do that unless you valued your time because you want to know that I want to perform at my highest level. How do I measure that? How do I track that? And if it's feeling low, because you're not always going to feel hundred percent, you know, you're not going to be a 10 out of 10 every single day. That's unrealistic. But when you're not, how do you have a process to manage it. So absolutely love that. But Connor, is there any words that you'd like to, you know, say anything, words of inspiration, anything that you'd recommend to the Falcon community that to do to kind of help them break through or stay, uh, keep them focused? 
yeah, I mean, a good foundation builds early success. So whatever you're consistent at now, continue that consistency um, until you're successful. I mean, I'm doing things that I've done from day one that I'm still doing today. And I still will continue to do. Um, and, and by pursuing what gives me energy, um, you know, the, the, the most, uh, I guess that's my most, uh, I would say that's, <laughs> that's probably something that I'm definitely focused on now. So focus on your energy. How do you feel within any given day and chase that positive energy? But I want to say a massive thanks to you, Mark, um, for creating such a community and such a, uh, just an unbelievable amount of content, valuable content, um, and for giving me, for, for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other traders, that ability to, to be a better person, to grow as a human and ultimately get or get what we desire. Um, so a massive thanks to you, massive thanks to the Falcon team, Jake and Andrew and specifically um, for being such a good coach for me over the year um, and to the community as well. I want to say a huge thanks. I know, honestly, I really appreciate that, Connor. And I could tell the um, sincerity in your voice. You know, um, it's amazing for me to see that. You know, honestly, sometimes I'm lost for words because uh, the impact is real. And, you know, sometimes it feels like a dream, like a blur for me when I see it happen. But the, the success of the community will continue to grow. You'll continue to grow. Um, myself and the Falcon team, we appreciate everything that you do and the energy that you bring to the community. So excited to have you uh, closer in London. I'm sure we're going to be meeting up on a more regular basis. And I look forward to catching up with you in London. Connor, absolute pleasure. Again, really grateful for you coming on the podcast. And to everybody listening, I really hope that you're taking a lot of value from these stories because this is what we're, we're digging into. We're digging into the most specific things for you to, to wake up and realize. You know, if you really want to make it happen, just you know, see through all of the noise, see through all of the flash, all of the stuff that, that doesn't really serve you long term and realize that the real successful people that are doing it are sometimes the least flashiest that are not showing that kind of stuff. Because when you're secure within yourself, you don't need to search for validation. And if you're constantly searching for validation, you're going to left feeling insecure. So focus on yourself, practice self-worth, and I promise you, you're going to be a much happier individual because that's the goal, right? Being the happiest that we can be and pursuing that and then achieving our goals as a side effect, you know, helping our friends and family. So absolute pleasure again. Thanks again, Connor. And I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Yeah. Have a great day, dude. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye.